Uh, boys looking a little flabby, not too batty for the girl named Abby, who's a model for Lane Bryant, because, you know, her uh, standards for me have to be very low. Um, <laughs> uh, stay in your lane, Bryant. Um, uh, welcome to episode 180, shit, I don't even know what episode number, that's how long it's been. Whatever episode number it is, you know, you've read it. Uh, recording this at 2.16 p.m. Eastern on March 21st, 2023. Supposedly the real first day of the new year. It's uh, springtime, and uh, since this is Nappy Boy Radio, I'm sprung. All right, Clint. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, T-Pain just dropped an album. That something said like something about being all up under the covers and then the whole album is just covers. I didn't listen to it. But for some reason, sometimes you read something, you're like, I feel like this is exactly what I think it is. It's like a clever way of saying, hey, this is a cover album. And you know what? It was. Which I'm not against. It's just, uh, you know, it's not what uh, I would never do that to you. I would never just repeat things that have been done before and talk about things that have been done before because that is not what we do here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, record or follow the pod on all apps. Jesus, your boy is more off than uh, trying to assassinate JFK the first time. Um, <laughs> um but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. And this is why I don't record in the middle of the fucking day. I don't like when I can see sunlight and not take advantage of it. Apparently, someone told me I'm looking really pale. Like, he's like, wow, man. He's like, hey, man, you ever get out I'm looking a little paler? And it's weird when someone who's more pale than you is telling you, you look more pale. Like, you're held to the standard of someone who just had a little bit more than just your typical average uh, pale skin because I actually went outside and would have a tan line and shit, so I guess it was pretty impressive to my uh, brother's masses. Um, But apparently, it's weird when when you have qualities, right, that you've put yourself into standards you've elevated yourself whether that's a tan apparently having a tan is a skill set now um apparently you know having a physique is impressive but it's weird like if i were to but i lose my tan right and there's something wrong with me it's like but you never had anything to lose and begin with it's like if i were to become visibly smaller or gain weight and not in a good way. People are like, man, what happened to Clint? And be like, you know, I decided to chill out for a little bit. What happened to you? What happened to you never starting? Huh? But why am I held to the standard to keep a tan? It's like, not to go on a tangent, but um, <laughs> uh, your boy's more rusty. And that's why I don't look rusty. Um, <laughs> but apparently... When you have my skin complexion, if you don't have a tan and you've had a tan, people think there's something wrong with you. It's like, I mean, it's been cold outside. 
Like, you go out in the same weather I do. Most people's jobs are indoors. Yeah, I'm sorry I prefer air-conditioned. I'm sorry that I work out indoors. I'm sorry that most of my days are involved indoors. I'm sorry, I'm sorry my skin complexion of not being tanned bothers you. When you, even in my pale comparison, are still more pale than me. It's just, I don't know, some of that shit here, because I, it's like a lot of other things. It's, um, when people point out things about you that have, quote, unquote, fallen off or deteriorated or, man, you look different, and it's not in a positive way. It's like, but even in this form, I look better than you. I am better than you. Nah, I'm not going to say that, but... It's like you're like my less than natural state is still better than your best state. And I, I know there's people that point out it's something so small, but it's something that when people point out these things about you, like, oh, man, you know, you're getting a little smaller. You haven't been in the gym lately, have you? It's like, actually, I have been. I just... Decide to wear shirts that don't show it. Oh, look like you. It's like, you know what, man? Let's get under a squat rack. How about that? that? That's what I'm going to start doing. Anyone that says, oh, you look like you're getting smaller. It's like, you know what? Meet up tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Get under a squat rack. Get under a bench. You know, let's do it. We'll see who's really bigger. She was getting bigger, and I'm having trouble fitting in them. Um, uh, but... Yeah, like, get your white, dusty, really dusty ass, like, away from me. Um, <laughs> and it threw me off, because I've never gotten, like, no no one's recently told me I'm looking pale. It's like, I never, like, it's like, alright, I'm not out in the sun as much. I assume I lost, like, a little bit of tan, but, like, you know, I didn't think it was the end of the world. I think it would be, like... You know, people are having these inner circles that, you know, whether it's at work or in their private like, hey, I don't know, have you seen Clint? He's looked like he, uh, he's he's looking a little less melanated out here. <laughs> it's like, huh, that's why I'm appealing. Alright. <laughs> uh but I don't know, you know? Maybe it's just like I like to go through phases, huh? And now, but see, now, like, right, like, here's a predicament you get in when someone points out something like that. If you can't just come in a week later with a tan, because then you've shown that you listen to them and you give a fuck and you're very self-conscious about it. Like, oh, man, I'm walking around looking white out here. It's like, yes, I am. Like, I can't just come back next week and give this man, make him feel like he has power over me and my actions in life. It's like, no, I gotta, now I gotta wait like extra long. I gotta wait like two months before I get a tan. Because the long, because the quicker I get this tan, it shows that this man has influenced my decision making. And I refuse to let someone that pell influence my decision making of how pell I wanna be. I wanna become peller than him if possible. But. Like, now I gotta wait longer. Like, I was probably gonna naturally, you know, go outside and accidentally get some sunlight and shit. And, you know, my skin get back to being 
whatever you want to call that state of skin being. Um, but now I gotta, I, I, I can't give this man the satisfaction of being more tan than what I am now. I gotta stay this. I gotta stay this shade, if you want to call it, because of all the shade he's been throwing at me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting closer to being slim shady than a uh, big old shady. All right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this, I don't know. It's one of those like, well, you know, I guess I don't know if it's called colorism. Oh, Clint, you're entering into some territory. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep in that. But it is this thing where apparently, um, if you are of my ethnicity, quote unquote, apparently the difference between just having a light tan and just being white is like a different way of how you're perceived by people. And I guess that's like anything, to be honest, like the darker your skin, the lighter your skin. Typically, there's a type of inherent treatment you get and it's not always conscious it's not sometimes it's just like these way that we people are naturally conditioned to train like we because it's things that typically if you see someone as tan like if you see someone white tan like oh they're very you know they get a lot of sunlight they have good vitamin d to c ratio you know which probably means they have good sperm count so you know what they'd be a great partner like that, that's the type of shit would be like oh it's that internal uh is that what was it called like that uh internal bi- biological like attraction or biological things that just naturally attract us without even realizing like oh someone that's tan that means they have sunlight good vitamin d good vitamin c and good vitamin b baby um <laughs> i don't know what vitamin b is i don't think anyone cares like it's like vitamin E everyone's vitamin A is very important you skip vitamin B no one cares about B and then we just go straight to C and D. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just want, I guess my point is, is like, if someone points out something very specific about you, and it didn't bother you to begin with, but now you're aware of it. Like, you can't, like, you almost have to ride out whatever they critiqued even farther. Like, if someone, like, if you have a big, a big old zit on your nose, right? And it never bothered you. But then someone you come across and is like, hey, hey, that thing is very distracting on your nose. Like, it makes me, like, not want to look at you. Like, what are you going to do? Go home and, like, pop that thing and, like, stay at home for three days until the thing heals up and it's completely gone off your nose? Like, no, you got to go back to work next day. Maybe go home and inflame it. Poke at that shit. Make it grow more. So the next time you see them, they're even more uncomfortable. You got to you gotta own that and make the people that critique that thing and make them more uncomfortable the next time you see them. So I'm just going to go around and look like a big thing of cream cheese. Um, it's like, hey, you could toast yourself in the old time. I'll spread my cream cheese on your bagel, baby. Um, <laughs> all right. 
uh, that's why I hate recording the daytime because I can see the sunlight and then now it's in my head like damn I should be out there maybe maybe he's right maybe I should be I'm looking at the sun right now I should be out there I should be out there like you know getting my thing on but you know I don't want to be one of those weird people that go to tanning beds because someone told me I'm looking a little pale. Like, I don't know. When someone goes to a tanning bed and they come out of there like a day later and they just look like a piece of iron, right? They're just this walking iron. And ironically, (laughs) they're probably iron deficient. (laughs) Ironically, iron. (laughs) All right. You would think I ran shit the way I was Iranian. Alright. <laughs> but. No, oh, I give her this steel iron pipe, baby. Boom, boom. Um, uh, not really. Um, but. No, they just look like this piece of iron. And like they look like if you were to carry in your hand. Like the iron grease would just get on your hand. The powder. I don't want to be one of those people. That. Goes a tanning bed, because I feel like, you know what? 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 Actually, like the point of sunlight is to be like have more vitamin D levels in your body, I guess, right? So, is it the sunlight specifically, like the rays? Even though they say it's cancerous, so I don't know. Like, see, it's this thing. Like, you tan too much, you burn your skin, you're gonna get cancer. But if you don't, people talk about how you look. How you're, you just look like cancer, but then, if you go to a tanning bed, then, like, that's just mega cancer in a tube. So, it's like, either way, I gotta go, I gotta accept a different form of cancer to make your eyes feel a little bit better about what you're seeing. But, so, it's like... Am I supposed to go outside? Am I supposed to go to a tanning bed and just... Burn the shit out of my body. For what? Like, why does it matter if I'm tanned? I don't know. Eh, thanks, Jacob. Um, <laughs> shout out. Uh, uh, oh, God, my back. Maybe got no back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've... I don't think I've done this pod since that happened. But, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of fucked up my lower back. You know, it's mostly better, but you know, still got a little stiffness here and there. I actually made a, I made a commitment to myself for the rest of this week, relatively. I'll see how much I hold on to this. I am not gonna go to the gym, and this today's Monday, so that basically means through Saturday. I don't plan on going, and the only reason why I say this is because I read something, and I'm gonna see if it's true. Because I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna see this true. You know, they say it takes more discipline to not do something than it does to do something, right? So if something's in your daily regimen, if something that you do every single day. If you know better at a certain point, like let's say you work out, train, your body needs, if you really train hard and consistent, your body does need breaks at times, right? And I haven't really taken a real 
break in probably like five months when my car, I couldn't go to the gym type of thing. Um, it was just a week of I didn't work out, didn't touch weights. And I remember when I came back, it sucked for the first 20 minutes, but then I like felt stronger than ever. So, I mean, it's even hard today. I ain't even going to lie to you. Anyone that goes to the gym regularly, this shit is hard. Because it's like, what do I do? So this is what I do instead. It's something that I should be doing anyways. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know if it was Marco Aurelius or Aristotle. I don't think it was there. I don't think it was anyone that. It, I think it was just a generic quote that someone made up that kind of makes sense. I'm like, yeah, I feel like someone from, you know, the 1400s, you know, Alexander Graham Bell who quote-unquote created electricity. If you notice anyone that actually creates the actual thing that makes the thing what it is, and then someone just kind of markets it and capitalizes it, that's the person that actually makes the most money. Like, Bill Gates didn't actually make the software for Microsoft. It was actually, like, some engineers and, like, Indian stuff, and then he just kind of put the program together to make it palpable. And then he sold that shit, Put his name on it, and here we go. Uh, like, well, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg did kind of make the software, but he didn't like actually like build it, quote unquote. Steve Jobs didn't from the bottom actually build Apple in the way we know it, but he kept it in order and kind of put his name on it and marketed capitalized, which is honestly like 90% of what making a business is. But, neither here nor there. And now he's in the Grim Bell. He's the one that actually created like electricity or the phone thing, which he had to create electricity to make the phone thing work. But then Benjamin Franklin is like, hey there, buddy. Um, this is how we do it in the, in the Philly streets. Um, but, you know, and that's why, uh, as long as Dick and for the long talking I beast. <laughs> now we got a lot of fucking problems. But, um, it takes more discipline. It is actually, it takes more discipline and, I don't know if character is the right word, to make yourself not do something that you know you should not be doing when you're either your body needs rest or you need an actual mental break from it, right? Because it's easier to actually keep on doing stuff that you actually know and it feels comfortable. It's easier to keep on doing things even when you know better. And this is kind of like one of those things that's tested me is there's a fine line between having discipline to continue doing something and being able to tell yourself like, like, for whatever reason, your body's not right. Uh, you're just not present when you're doing it. Uh, my body just probably needs a detox from a combination of my body, like, from the muscles, the working out. Uh, but also, honestly, like, a caffeine type of detox as I'm drinking the rest of a pre-workout. And the only reason why I'm drinking this is because I literally had, like, a little at the bottom of this old bin I had. And I was like, fuck it, might as well just consume it since it's better than the current one i have um but uh the only reason why i 
honestly feel like everyone should do it at some point, where regardless of what it is, just honestly make yourself not do something that you do every day for a week. I know how weird that sounds, because that's something may be very productive, and it is something. You know, your health and fitness is very productive to you. And if you don't need to, your body's feeling great, your all that stuff. You know, don't do it unless. But like when you hit those lethargic points, when you start getting like injuries, when stuff starts like not feeling right, and you're just tired all the time and shit, like you need to. It's a sign to your body, be like, hey, you're you're putting me through a lot, and you know, I put this uh, I put this big boy through a lot. All right. I, I, you know, I train like I'm training for like some bodybuilding stuff, but I, I'm never going to do that shit. I'm not that big or strong, to be honest. But I train with it because if you're going to do something, do something, right? Um, and it's, it's fun. It's good for your, it brings a lot of uh, confidence to you without even realizing it. But I know this is going to be like one of the hardest weeks I've had in quite some time. And I know that sounds overreactionary, but honestly, it's like, because you're actually doing less than before, but it means I'm actually going to have more time to do other things I need to be doing, which is actually more stressful. It's actually more like shit. I can't just use the gym as an excuse of why I couldn't do this today, like this podcast. Like now I actually have to, I can't make that excuse anymore. And, the, you know, I guess the only reason, because I wonder if that's true. Does it, it takes more discipline to tell yourself no than it does to make yourself do something. Even if that something is uncomfortable. But make yourself not do something that may be harmful to you in the long term is actually more discipline. There's many forms of discipline. And I think that's what I'm starting to kind of come around to is that there's not just one like discipline of holding yourself accountable to do x y and z and doing a bunch of shit and fitting them in in a day because you held yourself to a standard and all that shit like no there's a discipline of being like hey no i'm not doing this i could but i'm not going to because i gotta think something a little bigger picture um and maybe and they actually say you know and i was reading stuff when you take extended period of time when you take like a week off when you're used to working five or six days, like I kind of use comparison to like how I do. And they actually say, as long as you're not just going crazy eating and stuff, like you will actually look bigger. Like you will actually be physically stronger because the wear and tear you put, your muscles haven't actually grown, but like the work is still in there. And when you actually give your body time to recover, like, it's going to be bigger and stronger when you go back. You're going to be at, like, a higher rate than where you were before, just slightly. And then you're going to be at a starting point to really take advantage of that. And then you're going to, like, blow up in, like, the two weeks after if you're, like, really going at it. So that's what I'm kind of excited about. Um, I want to really start repping, like, 245 on bench. Like, that's my goal, where I could do, like, sets of five, four to five sets of five repping 225 like that's like a realistic goal for me like within the next five months or so um but yeah and i really need to get back more on being more consistent on the pod 
I don't talk about a lot about myself right now, but you got you got to know like I hate doing shit in the middle of the day. I like doing stuff at nighttime when I've actually done shit during the day. When I'm actually stimulated, like I literally just woke up and I hate doing stuff where I actually have to talk and think when I first wake up because I'm so stiff. Well, I guess you're basically looking at some morning wood right now. Um <laughs> un unsatisfied. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure listening to me is even more unsatisfying at times. But, hey, you know what? You got to go through the kinks and uh, turn the lights off and on. Um, <laughs> I do have a Buster the Bronco hat. Like, like a, it's kind of like a beanie, but it's not. It's actually like little tails, and it's actually like an actual Bronco shape. Like, I wonder if a girl would be like, I want to ride you like a horse. And you're like, hold on a second. Now I just put on the bus to the Bronco. <laughs> Be like, hold on, baby. <laughs> uh, take you to the blue field. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, just by the way, if you ever meet a girl and uh, she's she asks you to put that Bronco hat on, that bus to the Bronco hat. You can look at it as a keeper. I look as like, oh. Um, <laughs> she's probably <laughs> man. I'm a, hey man. This is one meme. It, it's just you know like there's some like look. I'm a child at heart. Well, I'm not into children. I'm not a child. I'm not Jared. Um, but like I have a very childish personality. I laugh at very f- goofy childish things. So like, there's this meme of a duck. <laughs> Well, there's the captions above. It's three. It's a three sentence. It says, "Me," like the name is me. Like you're writing like a script. It's like me, honey. I'm an animal at the gym. And she says, "Ooh, show me." And then him and puts a semicolon and he sends a picture, and it's a duck under a barbell about the bench press. Uh, I'm an animal. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, there's certain things you see, and I'll revisit that like every couple days, and I laugh like more hysterically every time. And it makes no sense. A goddamn duck saying, I'm an animal. And it's funny as hell. Because I imagine, like, <laughs> like, what if I did go to a gym and I just saw a duck? About the bench press. Or like. Just laying there. I'm like. Like what if you just walk into a gym. And you just see a duck flopping around. It's like. What do you call your insurance company. And be like hey. So hold on. Now I think. Does Affleck. If you run over a duck. And they fuck up your car. Are you covered? Because you basically just like ran over there. You ran over there like spokesperson. The goddamn duck. Or are they going to charge you a fee? Because like, hey, you know, we don't we don't uh, condone animal violence out here type of thing. It's like, but the goddamn duck was running in the middle of the street. It's like, yeah, but you know, we're at fight, baby. Um, <laughs> or if you're Geico 
And for whatever reason, you run over a mega, like a mega lizard. Like one of those Komodo dragon lizards. It's close enough. And then you run over one. And for whatever reason, it fucks up your car. And then they don't cover it. They actually charge you. They actually just drop you from their insurance company. Like, you're an agency. Like, hey, we're actually going to drop you. This is not good PR for us. We can't cover someone who ran over a, a fucking lizard or a duck. So, you like, I honestly feel like these companies create these whole billion trillion dollar companies. And they put all of their eggs behind a duck to have that be their brand. Like, when you think of Aflac, you don't think about, oh, they actually have great rates on car insurance. Like, no, you think about the goddamn duck. When you think about Geico, you think about the Australian, British, whatever the fuck language he speaks. Basically, Russell Brand, but in a two-foot-four version. And you just think about a, a lizard... On two feet. By the way, do cats have four legs or do they have four arms? I was thinking about this. And dogs too. Like, because is it four legs or is it four arms? I guess it's legs. You know, they look like legs. If they look like legs, they're probably legs. But you got to be careful because what one species or what one animal may use for legs is not necessarily how we use our legs. Like some people use their legs to walk. Some use their legs to do handstands. Like some people walk with their arms. Some people, chimpanzees actually lead with their arms more than their legs when they walk. And we're technically the closest thing to chimpanzees and gorillas, I think, like as a species. So I don't know. Do dogs have four arms or four legs? I'm pretty sure I could have done a quick Google search, but why would I want to search for the facts when I could just think about it and think that I'm actually thinking about something? Um, uh, Jesus. 30 minutes in. I feel like I'm like watching like a countdown. I'm not really. It's just like I just happened to hit the 30-minute mark. Woo! But yeah, uh, I mean, ducks don't get pale. No one complains that a duck doesn't get tan. But I guess they produce brown eggs. So I don't know how the brown egg thing works. It's like their idea of, you know, interracial. Is there actually like interracial dating in the duck world? Because, you know, there's brown eggs, there's white eggs. There's, like, really brown eggs. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Um, maybe those things are, like, fake-coated. Maybe they paint them brown. I actually think, like, there's actually brown eggs produced. So, I don't know. If you're, like, if you're a white duck and you have a baby with another white duck and the egg comes out brown, do you raise an eyebrow? I don't know. This is so fucking stupid. I feel like all this stuff is like pretty actual like information that I just decided to neglect. But hey, you know what? That's what being a pale white man in America gets you. You know, I have to check the facts. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah. 
Uh, it's excellent. All right. That, that's like really childish. But no, that me like there's certain things that you just see. And every time you see it, like I could see that meme like four years from now. And I will still be fucking just like unnecessary laughing. Like if I was driving and my kid were to show me my kid, um, and my kid were to show me that like daddy and I would look over and I would actually have to pull over because I would be laughing so goddamn hard. And he'd be looking at me like. All right, it's not that funny. <laughs> like, yes, it is. Because little did you know the origin story of when I first saw that. <laughs> it's like when you're, it's like when you're, uh, it's like if your parents are like, oh, it's, it's kind of like that attachment you have. Like back in the day, like, oh, I remember my first Bruce Springsteen concert. It's like, all right. It's like, oh, I remember my first John Mellencamp concert. Like, that's what that meme is to me. I remember the first. I remember where I was when I saw that meme. Um, <laughs> and how I found it, too. I did not find it on Instagram since I would go on that shit. It was actually YouTube. YouTube has this weird thing where people can actually just do posts, like, through your feed sometimes. And people actually just do random posts, which is kind of like, if I wanted to read... A 20 paragraph post about why you feel um, the Mexican border should be open and stuff. I wouldn't go on YouTube to seek that. So I really don't fucking care about your opinions on external affairs. When there was just like six people that were kidnapped and buried deep in Mexico. And won them because I wanted to get a butt lift. Um, but hey, you know what? You get what you pay for. Um, I'm not like that. That's what I like. It's like I, I, there's certain features. Like no, I don't. I don't want these features on YouTube. I don't want someone's personal opinion in words. Like if you have an opinion, make a video, and then you can do some editing where it's just words and shit. But I do not want to like be looking through videos and then read a post. Like I'm on Facebook. I don't fucking want that. Like, I understand making the thing more versatile, but then it doesn't, like, then all these freaking apps and all these websites or whatever, they're all the fucking same. Oh, we could all do lengthy posts about how we feel about things and words and then say we were misconstrued and all this stuff. It's like, then it's like, okay. Like, it's all the same shit. Everyone always says that they're misinterpreted. It's like, no, you're not. You're not misinterpreted. It's exactly what you said in words. It's just like, well, that wasn't my intention. It's like, hey, if that wasn't your intention, make it, maybe make it more clear what was your intention. Or maybe do it in a form where it'd be easier to see what your intention when you have, when you have an option to show what was your intention. But no, I think people like to make extended posts with words because they can say what they want, say what they mean, and if someone has a problem with a specific aspect, then say, well, that's not what I meant by that. You got to understand the context. And it's like you can always funnel things to make it to your convenience to still be likable but still say the shape that you really wanted to say. When you could just, one, just stand by what you said, or two, make it in a video form or in a form where it's very clear and cut what you said and you actually don't have to answer for yourself how about that but no it's always people that just want to be extra liked and then apologize and it's like i was watching a video about the fall of the baby 
and it kind of obviously like there was incidents, but mainly the Roland Loud thing where he's like, "Oh, if you have HIV, you know, we'll get that get your gay ass out of here or whatever the fuck he said." I don't know. I don't, it was basically like we we don't fuck with that shit. It's like it's like you know people. Oh, that's actually miseducation. All that. that's actually not true. It's like well, I mean, predominantly. Technically, what he said isn't, like, wrong. It's just that it doesn't really need to be said like that. But, like, most cases of people with HIV and AIDS are gay. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's an attack. That's just kind of the facts. But when people want to be like, oh, because it puts this light on a group of people for spreading disease. It's like, well, it's predominantly the disease that is predominantly who that affects. That's most of the time how it's contracted. But of course, people are like, oh, well, that's not how all HIV is contracted. It's like, okay. You know, not all chlamydia is contracted a certain way, but more than likely, you know, you probably have sex with a prostitute. More than likely. Um, we we need to stop with these exceptions route and then focus on the exceptions when the rule is the rule for a reason. Like I, everyone lives in this I'm the exception type of rule. It's like in the type of world. It's like no, I'm not. No, I've never like oh, I've never had HIV and I get pounded in the ass on a daily. It's like great. You're the exception. More than likely, if you get pounded in the ass on a daily, you're going to get something. More than likely. Alright? Um, but when I was watching the video, what kind of fascinated is, I think what really fucked him up is he tried to apologize and clarify so much. It's like, it's clear what he said, and it wasn't necessarily right, and it, it was kind of random. I think more than anything, that's what people are like, what, where the fuck did this come from? It's like, I didn't think there would be a whole lot of, to be honest, I didn't think there would be a whole lot of just like flat out openly gay people at the baby concerts anyways. I don't think that would be the scene, more than likely. Um, and of course, there's going to be like six people, but like, uh, I was gay and I was there. It's like, okay, again, six out of like 10,000 people. That's a pretty, that's a pretty exception, all right? But, I don't know. I think there's too much clarification when people want to make themselves seem extra important. So people make it like, oh, oh, it's so wrong when you say it's an attack on LGBTQRTUVWXYZ. I call it the Barney numbers. Um, hey, kids. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, it's just kind of. You know, watching that, revisit that, like, in real time, it was, like, this real thing. Like, holy shit. And now it's like, oh, the, like, the baby has fallen off and all this stuff. And it's weird how people feel like just because someone makes them feel uncomfortable that, like, their whole livelihood has to be completely deteriorated to prove a point that what they said or what they did was wrong. It's like, for some reason, like, I think the issue that I think a lot of people have with... Like, for example, the LGBTQ community is that they feel like if you say something about them, your whole life should be just completely upside down. But they feel like they can say anything about anyone and everything should not only be okay, but they should actually be elevated for saying something that's 
uncomfortable or quote unquote true. When I think the realistically in all communities, in every community, there is uncomfortable truths in every single community. And that could be race, that could be religion, that could be anything. I think there's uncomfortable truths that every community has to take accountability for. And I think specifically with them, there's this thing where it's almost like they got to make up for all the times in the 70s and 80s when things were kind of very anti-gay and all this stuff. It's like, well, you could thank Magic Johnson for bringing that out. Um, and for anyone who thinks that Magic Johnson didn't have gay sex, you really need to actually look at the time and all that stuff took place. Like, he was fucking dudes. Um, I don't know how else to put it. He got that magic touch. All right. <laughs> oh, he got magically touched a lot. Um, <laughs> what you what you think those short shorts? Like when Carl like it, that was a real thing at the All Star game when Carl Malone's like, oh well, what if he cuts and bleeds? Like I want it. like and people were saying like that was it's so dumb at the time because you can't contract blood and stuff through that. It's like, well, you also got to go back to the times and people want to vilify Carl Malone for what he did. And it's obviously stupid and amateur thing. Oh, if it gets a little bit like. But at the time, like more people thought that than not. Now, you could say that was ignorance and all this stuff. Fine. But HIV at that time was about as like real of a. Not it wasn't like as real as an epidemic because it didn't really involve every single person, but it it really was very it was like a slightly smaller scale than like COVID in a way, where everyone was just like very defiant and sensitive, and everyone had very like it brought like legitimate um, discomfort. Out of people. Like, it was actually very similar when you actually... And at the All-Star game, when Magic Johnson played, like, a couple years after he came back after the whole thing, like, a real concern that he and a couple other players are kind of like, I don't know if I want to share court, because what if, like, he gets cut and bleeds and gets on? Like, I don't want to get that shit. And obviously, you know, at the time, it sounds immature and juvenile, because now we know that's not really how it happened. But at the time, there wasn't really... Really strong evidence that that's not how you could get it. So, and Carl Malone's probably like the last person, a guy who impregnated a 13-year-old when he was like 23. He's probably not the person I'm going to side with a lot. But I think when you live like that, and he's kind of lived unapologetically since then, um, he's probably... Someone who has none to lose in what he says, so he's probably going to just say whatever the fuck he feels, for better or worse. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I think the issue a lot of people will have with um, that community specifically, and it's not that people have a problem with people being gay or lesbian or nothing like that. It's this entitlement that you feel that what you say holds more weight than anyone else. And that just because you feel something, that is automatically right. And there's almost like no self-accountability within a community sometimes. Like, 
And I think it kind of speaks a lot about... I think anytime there's like... Obviously being LGBTQ isn't really a new thing. But it's only really been a newly widespread accepted thing. Where it's starting to become more accepted in the younger generation. And stuff like that is very open. And I think, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, for children to be introduced to certain things, yes. But, you know, for grown adults to live their life and all that stuff, you know, I think it's cool. I think it's good that people can actually go out and not feel vilified and actually just be a person in society and not be shamed for it. I think that's great. But I think, like, everyone else, you, there's not this just, like, autonomy, that there's no consequences with things that typically take place. And... I'm not saying that what the baby said was right, um, but I don't think what he said technically is all that incorrect. You see what I did there? A lot of qualifying statements, so you can't catch me on it. <laughs> uh, I'm really adapting to this, to this generation. I just say a lot of shit, but I don't really say it. Um, uh, but yeah, um... Yeah. Uh. I I have a feeling this video is going to be demonetized or flagged. And of course people are going to say like this section. Oh, that's very anti this of you to say. It's like actually it's not. Because I think if you. I think here's a gauge of what you really goes on in the community. Ask people. Ask reasonable people in a community that represent that community to actually identify their community's problems. And I think you will get a true gauge of honesty that every community has issues within it that are pretty um, outlined. And I think the more and more you see exposed in, I think in that community specifically, the LGBTQRSTUV. Um, I think there's a lot of I can do whatever I want with no consequences, which is probably why you got HIV in the first. All right, Clint, stop it. Um, <laughs> no, that's not why you got it. Uh, stuff can happen, but more than likely, most cases of HIV and AIDS. Put it like this you know what? I don't, it's no accident that every HIV and AIDS preventative commercial where some medicine. Where, oh, like, you notice how they always have some guy dancing very fluently? Like, there's never some dude just playing pickup hoops with the other dudes and dapping each other up. And then they're going to checkers after. Like, hey, don't forget to get your, you know, Truesta shot today. Like, no. It's always some, it's always very it's always a stereo, you know, you know, no one gets mad at these HIV and AIDS commercial for actually putting stereotypical uh, characteristics of what someone gay looks like in these commercials. No one gets mad at that, though. They never put a husband and a wife in these commercials. So they're telling you who their target audience is, not me. So don't sit here and say, oh, not all. Then how come when they do these commercials, they only put visibly gay, they only put visibly lesbian, visibly trans, visibly this, 
in those commercials. Like, that's the target audience. The target audience of what something or a company sells to, that's who they are telling you who this is for. Because that is going to be pejorative of their customers. So, yeah. Keep keep being in Sierra's music videos. I don't know what to tell you. Alright. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop it there. It's 3 o'clock. I got shit to do. Alright. Don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah. Like the pod. I don't like this episode. Who gives a fuck? Enjoy your day. God, I hate seeing the sunlight while doing this. It makes me actually feel kind of sad. Because it's the first day of spring and I'm sprung, baby. Alright. Have a good one.